Well, good morning, Northlands. Hey, it's good to be with you this morning, and I'm excited to take us to week three in our series, Fire in the House. If you've been here the last couple of weeks, you know that we've been looking at how do we steward the presence of Holy Spirit in our lives. And fire is one of the ways that the presence of God, the presence of Holy Spirit is made manifest in Scripture. In the first week, Greg spoke to us about how our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. And then last week, we talked together about how we host the Holy Spirit, how when we gather together, this is a sacred gathering to the Lord. It is important and it is sacred to Him when the body of Christ comes together. But today, I want to talk to you about a friend of mine. I want to talk to you about a close friend of mine. And this friend is one who has comforted me in times of sorrow, given me clarity when I've, when I've needed it, reminded me about people, brought people's names to mind and said, would you give them a call? Would you encourage this one? And even laughed with me and showed me the funny side of things when I couldn't see it. He gives me eyes to see people through his eyes and not just through the failings or mis misgivings that we all, we all walk through, but he shows me how Jesus sees people. He reminds me of the Lord's faithfulness, especially in the hard seasons, when the facts are not quite lining up yet with the promises. He warns me of things to come, and he gives me peace. He's the one who anchors me in truth, and he reminds me of promises given and prophetic words given he brings me back, he centers me again when I'm going, going off the deep end into places that are not helpful. And his name is Holy Spirit. And his friendship is available to all of us. Before we moved to the USA, for months, I heard the Spirit of God whisper to me about the nations and something was stirring in me and I didn't quite know what, but we would sing about the nations songs about the nations, and I would wanna cry, and I'm like, I don't understand what's going on here, Lord. And then there were prophetic words about going to the nations, and I would read scriptures about God's heart for the nations. What was happening here was the Holy Spirit was preparing my heart for a continental shift. That's what he was doing. And so when we made the move all those years ago, we came with tremendous peace. Yes, there were hardships, yes, there were new things we had to learn, but there was such a peace, and I can honestly say that from the first day, we planted roots in the nation that we now call home. So thankful for Holy Spirit going ahead of me in that process. He brings to mind people to call, why? Because he loves people. And the Holy Spirit loves to work through us. And we're gonna have a look at that in a little bit, how he does that. But we become his vessels to encourage others. And many times, I've been the recipient of friends of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your words of encouragement, your phone calls, your text messages. At times, I have felt the manifestation of the presence of God in my physical body. Sometimes there will be tears, like I mentioned. Other times, 
there's been even a shaking or a deep sense of peace. You see, when we, when we come into contact with the resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead, we might feel something. We might just. And I wanna say to you, it's nothing to be afraid of. Don't be afraid when Holy Spirit just wants to manifest himself to you. It's a wonderful thing. I think we felt some of that in worship. We felt his presence. I loved communion, what Hilda Marie shared. Thank you for that. It just reminded us of the beauty of the Father's heart for us. Let's look at a few scriptures. In John 16, seven, Jesus says, I'm telling you nothing but the truth when I say it's profitable for me, for you, that I go away, because if I do not go away, the comforter will not come to you. The Amplified says, in close fellowship with you. Greg calls this my multiple choice version. I like it, I like the multiple choices. There are many, but I particularly liked close fellowship with you. He, there's an invitation for close fellowship with Holy Spirit. And this morning, I don't even feel like I need to say it because I think it's so obvious with where we are already in the morning, but I believe so strongly that there's an invitation to have a relationship, a close relationship with Holy Spirit. And here's the beauty of it. He longs for us to know him intimately. He longs for us to recognize his voice. Recently, we were at a function and somebody waved at me, hey, Michelle, from across the room. And I just hit this blank. Maybe that never happens to you, but it happens to me. I hit this blank and I thought, I cannot remember your name. I don't know where I recognize you from. I know I'm supposed to know you. You look vaguely familiar. Clearly, I hadn't spent a lot of time with them and certainly hadn't for a long time. And it's in those moments when I, I say to Greg, please don't ask me to introduce you because I have no idea who this person is. Just smile, tell them your name. And he's very gracious with that. But I wanna look at this person of the Trinity this morning. I want to look at how he wants to make his presence known to us. You see, he longs for us to recognize him. He longs for that. And here's the thing, it's possible not to. It's possible that we don't recognize him. See, I didn't recognize this beautiful lady. I just couldn't place her somewhere because I hadn't spent much time with her. In Luke 19, 44, Jesus says, you did not recognize the time of God's coming. In Genesis 28, when Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. Those are frightening scriptures to me. I'm saying, Lord, I do not wanna be in a place where you are moving in our midst and I don't see you. Give me eyes to see you. Give me a heart and a discernment to know that you are with us. You see, two people can be in the same service and have very different experiences. One can come and say, that was amazing. I just, the worship was beautiful, we touched heaven, and another one can be, well, was there a service? Did we, you know, did we sing? It's possible. But we don't need to be those people. We are designed to be aware and to connect with this beautiful Holy Spirit. He wants to dwell with us. He lives in us. When you accept Jesus as your savior, you accept the Spirit of God. They are three in one. 
But any relationship only works when both are leaning forward, when there's a mutual desire to get to know each other. And I think this morning the Lord's gonna stir that desire in us to get to know Holy Spirit more. See, He knows us well. He knows you well. He knows your thoughts. He knows your fears. He knows your desires. But He longs for you to know His desires. He longs for you to know Him. And unfortunately, I think wrong teaching and wrong understanding have kind of positioned him as this weird member of the Trinity, right? And we hear about Holy Spirit meetings, and we're like, ooh, are we out of here? We'll, we'll go somewhere else, not for me, because we have a misconception of the beauty of Holy Spirit. See, we cannot separate, we can try, but it's impossible to separate God the Father, Jesus the Son, and Holy Spirit. They work as an incredible team and the Holy Spirit will always be leading us towards Jesus. He's always gonna say, let me show you how beautiful he is. Let me tell you how amazing the grace of God is for you. He's always gonna glorify Jesus. And this was fascinating for me as I was preparing this. And I've read the scripture so many times, but I realized how important he was. He was so important that Jesus commanded his disciples, he said, don't move without him. Don't minister without the Holy Spirit. Listen to Acts 1, verse four. It says, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for what the Father has promised of what you've heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but not many days from now, you will be baptized into the Holy Spirit. And then in verse eight, he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and now we live in that day, and then you can go out and be witnesses. But don't go without Holy Spirit. And then in Acts 2, we see the fulfillment of their promise. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all gathered together, and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind, and there goes the aircon for props, here we are. <laughs> Sound effects, thanks. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. But there, there was a sound from heaven and tongues of fire came and settled on everybody's head and it says all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues. So there were three things here. There was a command. The command was do not leave. Do not go and minister without the Holy Spirit not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. Then there was the promise, you will receive power, I will fulfill what I've said I would do, and then the manifestation of that were the tongues of fire. Here's another fascinating thought, that Jesus himself never ministered and demonstrated miracles before he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. So the very thing that he told them, he modeled. It was only after the Holy Spirit settled on him, after his baptism, that he went out and performed miracles. Father, I pray right now that you would settle our hearts, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would open our hearts to receive from beautiful Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here this morning. We thank you that you've been moving among us all morning. 
But now, Lord, I pray that you would give us such a hunger, such a desire to know you, to know you as a friend, that we would leave here just so excited at the depth of friendship that we can have with you. Amen. I just wanna say, we're not waiting till the time of ministry. If there's something you need, I just wanna say to you, just, just be open, just say, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you just, you know, maybe you feel heat, maybe you feel something in your body, be open, just go, can I encourage you, just go with it, just lean into him, because he wants to minister to you. He's here with us. But I, I wanna look at three things because I, I feel like these will just whet our appetite. It certainly did mine as I was preparing. We wanna look at who is this Holy Spirit? What happens in this friendship with Holy Spirit? And then how can we nurture this relationship? So who is this person? And he is a person. Because the scripture says, do not grieve the Spirit of God. You cannot grieve an it. You can only grieve someone with feelings. And it cannot intercede for us. There's a scripture in Romans 8, 26. It says the Spirit himself, the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings. See, we don't intercede for someone or something with groanings unless we care very deeply for that person or a situation. I think it would be accurate to say that most of us, if not all of us, at some stage have probably very recently interceded with groanings for our nation right now. In the natural, it's not great what's happening around us. But you know, you get into the spirit and you intercede with groanings for a nation dear to the Lord's heart, you know what happens? He starts to show you heaven's perspective. And it changes the way you pray, and you start to pray, and you start to see what the Lord's doing. My friend Susan Hillis always says, when the storm arises, Jesus arises higher. And he's arising higher. In our nation, ask the Lord, what are you seeing, God, and pray that. In your groanings, don't stop groaning, don't stop interceding. We'll intercede with groanings for our children, for people that are dear to our hearts, for friends, for parents, for situations that need to turn around. We intercede with groanings because we care deeply. The point is Holy Spirit cares deeply and intercedes for you personally with groanings. So let's have a look at just some of the ways that he is described and some of his functions in, in scripture. In John 16, 13, it says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. See, sometimes we live our lives, our lives and we're bound up by lies, but the Holy Spirit comes and he says, I wanna tell you the truth. I wanna tell you the truth about who you are. Allow him to do that this morning. Ephesians 1, 17, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He's a spirit of wisdom. He's a spirit of revelation, and it's what he does. He will reveal the Father's heart to us. He will also give you wisdom in specific areas that you need it. Just ask. Say, Holy Spirit, would you give me wisdom in this area? I don't know what to do, and he will. Maybe you need wisdom 
in, in a business decision. Maybe you need wisdom in your marriage. Maybe you need wisdom as a parent. Maybe you need wisdom, how do I, how do I process, how do I walk into the next season that God has for me? Ask him. He's the spirit of understanding. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit is from God so that we may understand what God has given us, has freely given us. Ask him to give you a deeper understanding of the finished work of the cross. Say, Holy Spirit, would you help me understand your amazing grace towards me? What's been freely given to me? Ask him. He's the spirit of grace. Zechariah 10, 12, 10 says, this talks about the spirit of grace. I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace. The spirit of grace is mentioned in Hebrews 10, 29. says, who's insulted the spirit of grace? Don't insult the spirit of grace. We can't insult something that's not a person. He's the spirit of grace. He's the spirit of life. The letter kills, but the spirit gives life. See, when we, read, when we read the word, the Holy Spirit just opens things up. There is an endless amount of revelation for you personally in the scriptures through the Holy Spirit. He gives life. Now let's have a look at what happens in our, in our friendship with him. Because we're called to have a friendship with Holy Spirit. Close fellowship means we're friends. See, the company we keep, we know this, the company we keep affects our lives. It affects the lives of those around us. The people that you're friends with, the people that you connect with will affect your life, positively or negatively. And friendship with the Holy Spirit matters. It matters greatly. Being familiar with his presence matters. Keeping company with him will profoundly affect your life. So what happens in this friendship? And these are just a few things. I'm sure if we had to go around the room, there's so many more, but just some of the things that stood out for me in the scriptures. Number one is healing and refreshing. It's something God's doing right now. He's just, there's just a gentle rain in the spirit over us this morning. If you would just perceive in the spirit, there's a gentle rain of deep refreshing. And I'm pretty sure we could all do with a little bit of that. In Acts 3.19, it says, repent that your sins may be erased. The times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of heat, of reviving with fresh air may come from the presence of the Lord. I wanna encourage you, just, just take a deep breath of the refreshing that Holy Spirit brings. Breathe Him in. Allow Him to come and bring recovery from the effects of heat in your life. He brings peace, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Romans 8, 6, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. See, you and I are designed to have our minds governed by the Spirit of God, and when that happens, we walk in peace. That does not mean our circumstances are peaceful all the time, but it means we can live in a place of supernatural peace. This is one of my favorite, hap what ha that, that happens in my friendship with him is that he affirms my identity. And we all need that. 
we need that. We, we know many times who we are, but we, sometimes we just need that to be affirmed. In Mark 1.11, when he came out of the water at once, he saw the heavens torn open and the Holy Spirit like a dove came down to enter into him. And there came a voice from heaven, this is Jesus' baptism, and said, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. What was happening in the presence of Holy Spirit at Jesus' baptism, his identity was affirmed. Even Jesus needed his identity affirmed. You are my beloved son. And this is a fascinating story because if you go a little bit further on in the story, we'll see why Jesus needed his identity affirmed because the enemy comes and he presses him with his identity. And we're gonna have a, a look at that. But it's just amazing for me how many times we need to be reminded that of the love of, of Father towards us. We need Holy Spirit to come and say, you are deeply loved. You are deeply treasured by me. Yes. You see, Jesus goes into the desert straight after this, and the enemy says to him, very strategically, if you are the son of God, he leaves out that little part, beloved, the most important part, because the enemy doesn't want us to know that we're loved. He's okay that if we burn out for Jesus, which we're not meant to do, never was on God's agenda. But Jesus' identity was firm. He said, you are my beloved son. And that's what happens when we draw near to Holy Spirit. He affirms our identity. He reminds us that we are much loved sons and daughters. We receive power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. When we're close with Holy Spirit, we'll function in the power of the Holy Spirit too. What about the effects of this relationship on other people? Because every relationship we have is gonna affect the people that we do life with. We will be those who will be known by the fruit of the Spirit. That his love, his joy, his peace will be something that emanates from our lives as we connect with other people. You see, from salvation, the Spirit of God lives in you. But when we fuel this relationship, when we press into it, when we lean into Holy Spirit, what happens is that we become those who are recognized as having been with Jesus. In Acts 4, we see this. Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. It says, then Peter, filled with the Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, know this, it is by the name of Jesus of Nazareth. A little later on in the scripture, these rulers say when they saw the courage, some of the versions say boldness, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they realized that they had been with Jesus. So they were astonished, they took note. They realized that these are, not, these are not highly educated men of the day, but they said, you have been with Jesus. Something's different about you. They were not commenting on their education they were commenting on the boldness that they saw in these men. And I wanna to say to you, you and I become bold. We become courageous when we become friends with Holy Spirit. We become the people that start to command the enemy. We become the enemy, that we become the people that start to call forth victory. There comes a boldness in your spirit when you know Holy Spirit as your friend. You see, we were designed for close fellowship. That's why Jesus said, you need close fellowship with Holy Spirit because he made us that way. We will never 
be satisfied in our walk with Jesus until we are friends with Holy Spirit. We will never be satisfied because you are designed for it. You see, his resurrection power begins to flow through us and we become the people that release peace and healing and faith. We become the people who love the unlovable, who see people through Jesus' eyes. I'm so thankful that I have people in my life that see me through Jesus' eyes because sometimes I'm not that lovable, but I need you to see me beyond my moment, beyond my tough season. And we get to do that. Ask him, ask him about the people in your life that especially maybe those that you struggle with, say, God, would you show me? How do you see this person? What is your view? And everything changes then. We're the people who carry order into chaos. We bring peace where there's fear. We bring healing where there's sickness. Why? Because we've drawn near to him. There's some people in my life that just bring a peace. When they pray, when I talk to them, when I spend time with them, they settle my spirit. And it's because they're friends with the Holy Spirit. I can recognize people that are friends with the Spirit of God. There's a wisdom that comes and it's easy for them. Luke 4, 18, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news, to set the prisoners free, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. We read that scripture, but I wanna suggest to you that you put your name in there because the Spirit of the Lord is on you to set the captives free. The Spirit of the Lord is on you to proclaim his favor and his grace, to proclaim the good news. The Spirit of God is on you and is in you for those around you. You see, when we live in fellowship with him, we will walk into a room and change atmospheres because of the Spirit of God on us. And we get to do that. Each and every one of us, we get to do it in our homes. We get to do it in our workplaces. We get to do it when you go into a store, when you sit down at a restaurant for lunch. You have this amazing privilege of bringing peace with you because you carry the Spirit of God and you know Him. So in closing, I wanna talk about how, how do we nurture this relationship? We've looked at who he is and what are, the, what are the effects, what does it look like to have this friendship, but how do we build it? What do we, what do, we do? You see, before Jesus ascended, when he was on earth, he was just like us and he did miracles and he taught, and, but his ministry was limited to the people who followed him, the people on earth that were with him, right? And that's why he said, it's good for me to go, but I'm gonna send you the comforter, the Holy Spirit, because he wanted his spirit to be available to all of us. So how do we lean into this? How do we lean into this beautiful gift of Holy Spirit? How do we experience this abundant outpouring of his presence and power that is ours? Number one, we believe he is who he says he is. We have to believe what the scripture says is true about him. Lean into him then as your comforter. Maybe you're here today and you just need to be comforted. It's been a rough week. Lean into him. So Holy Spirit, would you comfort me? And I think he's already doing that. 
would, would you counsel me? I need counsel. I, I cannot see a way through this space that we're in. Would you counsel me? And I promise you, he will lead you in the way that you need to go. When you read his word, ask. Ask him. Would you expound truth here for me? Would you help me understand this, Lord? So we believe he is who he says he is, and we, then we partner with him. Ask him for direction for your life. Ask him for words of encouragement for others. Do that this morning, maybe before you leave. Ask him, would you give me a word of encouragement for someone? There was a book um, titled, oh, years and years ago, written by Benny Hinn, and it's entitled, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Good Morning, Holy Spirit. I just love the title of this book, and I've been practicing this a little bit. To just wake up and start the day with, not my to-do list, but good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. It's a wonderful way to start the morning, and you know He will lead you through the day. Doesn't mean that you don't have to do all the things on the list. <laughs> Sometimes He'll tell you that you don't need to do that. That's not yours to do. And then number three is be in environments where the Holy Spirit is welcomed. Join in with people who love him, where he's honored, where we are saying, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. Place yourself in those environments. You see, when we gather together, when we have worship together, when we have fellowship together with each other, when we encourage one another, we create these environments for Holy Spirit to move among us. That's what we do here when we gather, when we gather in community groups, when we have a meal with, with other believers and we talk about the goodness of God. We're creating an environment for joy and peace and hope and faith because the Holy Spirit will move where there's unity, where there's love for one another. We see this in Acts 2. Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion, coming together regularly for prayer. And a deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone. The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders and all the believers were in fellowship as one body and they shared with one another whatever they had. It's such a beautiful picture of unity and fellowship and an environment where signs and wonders happened. See, that's not weird. That's just the body of Christ coming together and saying, Holy Spirit, would you move among us? And we get, we get to do that. Thank you, Northlands, for the way that you love one another, for the way that you pray and give and support and encourage. We are creating an environment for signs and wonders. Now we are, of course, gonna experience his presence when we meet with the Lord on our own, when we spend time with him, but it's never to the neglect of this. Environments make a difference. Environments of faith, environments of hope create space for Holy Spirit to move. And it's in places and spaces like this where we start to hear, hear his voice. We recognize his voice. There is something about getting together corporately that just doesn't happen as easily on Zoom. Though I am so thankful for that we could connect through Zoom and we still do, praise God for technology. But there's something about being together as the body of Christ where we hear his voice, we recognize his presence, we experience his peace and his comfort together. 
This invitation this morning is for all of us. The Holy Spirit says, come into close fellowship with me. As I was praying for this time, the Lord gave me three pictures and I'm gonna share them with you. And then what I want us to do is we're just gonna soak in his presence. We're just gonna become a sponge. Would you just be a sponge for a few minutes and just soak in the goodness and the beauty of who Holy Spirit is? Ask him to show you who he is. Maybe this is new to you, but just lean in and see what he will do. The three pictures I had were the one was of, of people in handcuffs, just in handcuffs, and I saw Holy Spirit come and just undo the handcuffs, unlock the handcuffs. I believe he was setting people free from anything that's bound you. Maybe, maybe it's been fear that's just kept you in such a place of bondage. The Lord's just unlocking that and setting you free today. Maybe there's been an addiction that nobody else knows about. The Holy Spirit knows and he says, you know what, I love you and I've come to set you free this morning. That's what he does because he's that good and he loves you so much. I believe there's refreshing for weary souls. There's a gentle rain of the Spirit this morning among us. And then the third picture I had was, I saw thoughts just all tangled up in confusion. He wants to release clear thinking to you because a sound mind is yours in Jesus. And I feel like the Holy Spirit, I just see him laying hands, his hand on your head and saying, I'm giving you a sound mind. No more confusion, no more foggy mind. I wanna give you a sound mind. And I believe some of that sound mind is just a settledness that God is good that he is good. So right now, we're just gonna soak. We're just gonna enjoy the presence of the Lord together. I've asked JJ just to minister on, on the key of Hannah, and JJ with the guitar behind him. That's awesome, thank you. I wasn't looking behind me. That's great. So they're just gonna minister to us gently, and then I'm gonna ask the elders just to walk around and minister to people. If you feel you have a word for somebody, pray for them, or just lay your hand, be with be with someone, maybe you just need time on your own with the Lord. You don't even have to stay in your seat. You can come up here, you can walk around, whatever is good for you. But this is a time where we are just gonna say, Holy Spirit, would you come? Father, would you just come, Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you're in our midst. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you right now are just unlocking us, Father. You are setting us free from anything that's bound us because you're the spirit of freedom I thank you, Father, that you are just bringing sound mind right now. Lord, I rebuke a spirit of confusion in our midst, in Jesus' name. We say, no, you are not welcome here. But Lord, I release a sound mind over your people. Lord, I thank you for the gentle rain of Holy Spirit right now. Just the rain of Holy Spirit on your people. Father, would you just quench those thirsts, Lord? Would you just refresh us in the places that are weary? Would you draw us to yourself, Jesus? Holy Spirit, I pray that you would heal bodies right now. Every place of infirmity. We rebuke that spirit of infirmity and I thank you for healing, Lord. Healing of muscles, Lord, healing of backs. Father, where there's been long um, 
back issues. I feel like the Lord's specifically healing backs this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just lean into his presence. Just lean into his presence.
like it's the first time Just like it's the first time Just like it's the first time Lord, we drink in of your kindness and your peace and of your healing, of your refreshing. Lord, we offer up any area that has been bound and cuffed, free us now, Lord. We offer up any dry places and exhausted places. Refresh us, Lord. Any minds, Lord, are confused, we offer up and clarity and wholeness. All across this room, the Holy Spirit is bringing clarity. Sometimes, when somebody leans in for a hug, you're awkward because you don't know if you reached out your hand to shake their hand and they leaned in for a hug. You know, you, you kind of... Oh. What's going on? And sometimes the Lord leans in. And what we have to learn to do is lean in as well. Sometimes the Holy Spirit begins to do something in your life. What we have to learn to do is to respond to what He's doing. So some of you sitting there and the Lord, something in your heart began to burn. Lean into that. Some of you just sitting and there's a great peace descending on you. Lean into that. We need to learn to respond when the Holy Spirit initiates because the beauty of that moment is massively elongated and made strong by the response. So sometimes the Lord begins to move in a, in a place like this and, and if we as a group of people lean in and say, yes, Lord, that moment, that hug can become incredibly tender and sweet, can be something beautiful. And so that's, what the Lord is just offering in these coming weeks. He's going to initiate, and the call is to the whole church. Lean in. Respond. And I just want to encourage you in your personal life. The, the Holy Spirit, as you, as you lean towards Him this week, will be whispering things to you. Go with what He does. 
and you'll be amazed at the difference that that makes in your life. Just two things we want you to know. Um, we're going to talk. We're going to have an, an annual review next week of uh, 2021. And for those of you who'd like to be in that meeting, it's going to be after the service, a half an hour after the service ends. We'll start that annual review meeting. We'll just look back on some of the finances and some of what the Lord did with 2021 and how how His faith, His faithfulness was just shone through the year. So if you'd like to be part of that, you're most welcome. And then of course. We're uh, asking you to sign up to community groups. And that's the one thing we, di- we didn't get to the testimony today. But um, it is so important for your spiritual life and for mine that we're engaged not just in large group meetings, but in small group meetings. Because uh, that's where we get to know people and they get to love us. And we, we learn from their lives with the Lord. And so I would just encourage you uh, with all my heart to sign up to a community group. You'll see on your chair, there's a little... Uh, postcard on the back of it. There's a QR code. If you hit that with your camera on your phone, it'll it'll open up the website to you, and you can see all the community groups that are available right now. And uh, you can go to the uh, journey map, uh, and you can look at that and see which of the community groups is doing something that you're wanting to grow up in. And we just encourage you to do that. Um, as usual, we wait on the Lord for words of knowledge. The ministry team are so faithful. I just wanted to say thank you to the ministry team because they're so faithful every week. But those words will come up now at the end of the service. And if that speaks something to you, uh, I'm amazed at how oftentimes uh, something will come up. And I look at it and I go, well, that's just weird. There's nothing. But then somebody goes, oh, that's me right there. That's my thing. And uh, when they come, just that element of faith seems to unlock something in the spirit. And, and uh, we've seen God just do some astounding things at Frontier afterwards. So uh, watch the screens. And if uh, one of those words comes up that ministers to you, please come. If you have a need and it doesn't appear on the screen, uh, please come anyway. Uh, you don't have to be up on the screen to qualify for the ministry team. We just love to minister to people. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. God bless you. We look forward to seeing you again next week. We're going to close off the fire series with Keepers of the Flame next week. It's going to be a wonderful time and we look forward to seeing you there. God bless.